You're listening to a Toronto Centre podcast. Welcome. The goal of TC Podcasts is to spread the knowledge and accumulated experience of global leaders, experts, and world-renowned specialists in financial supervision and regulation. In each episode, we will delve into some of today's most pressing issues as it relates to financial supervision and regulation, the financial crisis, climate change, financial inclusion, fintech, and much more. Enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Toronto Centre podcast. I'm Shalina Visram, Program Director at Toronto Centre. Our conversation today will focus on broadening supervisory tools to incorporate risks outside the financial sector. The current COVID-19 crisis, as well as climate change, conflicts, and other events, as we have seen, have an impact on the economy, as well as the financial industry. Financial supervisors need to consider these social, political, and environmental issues because they might become risks for the financial sector. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking virtually with Dr. Olaf Weber, a Toronto Centre Programme leader and a professor at the School of Environment, Enterprise and Development at the University of Waterloo. In addition, Olaf holds the position as the University of Waterloo's Research Chair in Sustainable Finance and is a Senior Fellow at the Centre of International Governance Innovation, CIGI. Welcome, Olaf. Hello, Shalina. Thank you for having me here and uh, for talking to me. You're welcome. Um, perhaps before we get into the specific questions, would you like to make some introductory remarks? Yes, of course. Um, I think, as you mentioned before, we see now many new risks that are outside of the, of the financial industry that are not direct risks. Um, so we see more indirect risks for the financial industry in this crisis, but also uh, in, in the climate crisis, uh, for instance. Um, so currently what we see, of course, the tourism industry is affected by the current uh, global pandemic crisis. There are no cruise ships going out anymore. The, the airline industry is down. Uh, probably in summer we cannot travel internationally or we will see where we can travel internationally. And of course, this has an effect on lenders, on investors, general, on the financial industry, also on the insurance industry, of course. Um, there's a lot of insurance uh, involved in, in these businesses. So we see these indirect risks, and as probably supervisors have to take these risks into account as well uh, to supervise the, uh, the financial uh, industry. And so we see these new kind of risks caused by covid uh, crisis caused by other climate crisis, environmental issues, maybe social issues that need also new ways to be managed. Probably cannot rely on our knowledge of uh, about the past and, and how we supervise the financial industry. So we need some more forward-looking approaches of supervision um, that uh, take into account the so-called black swan events, so events that we cannot expect based on, on past data. And so we need probably to combine in the, in the 
the future, we need to combine our current ways to supervise industries with new ways to do that. Great. And I think that sets the stage nicely for some of the more detailed questions that we're going to go into. So, Olaf, from your perspective, what might be the impact of current crises such as COVID-19, uh, climate change and migration caused by conflicts on the financial industry? And why this time it's different from financial supervisors and regulators' perspective? Yeah, very interesting question and very exciting question. So I think we have a combination of both short and long-term financial risks now. So we have these short-term risks now. How can we manage this crisis? But then probably after that is what are the long-term financial risks that come up? And maybe we can discuss the kind of details later on. Um, but the same is, for example, for the climate crisis. We have short-term risks that we have to address Um how does the oil industry do, for example, on a short-term basis? And what is the long-term long -term risks of these, these industries? And we see from other, other impacts before the COVID crisis um, that we start to integrate new type of risks into supervision and also into risk assessment, such as climate change. You know, if you look back two or three years ago, climate change was not a topic for a financial supervisor at all. Now it is even in the core, all central banks and other you know, supervisors address these, these risks. Um, in addition to that, it looks like that such events, extreme events that we see in climate as well, with extreme weather, might be new normal as well. So who knows whether there will be something like COVID in some years again. So the question is, how can we supervise these type of extreme risks that might appear more frequently than they, they have so far. Um, and another conclusion based on that is it looks like that ESGs or environmental, social and governance issues become a new standard in financial risk analysis. I think in the meantime, nobody will deny that it is important to um, consider environmental, social and governance issues in supervision uh, and in risk management as well. Um, and that makes sense from a pure financial risk perspective, even without any ethical and moral um, uh, considerations. It looks like it makes just, just it makes sense to do that. So given we are dealing with these new risks that are not necessarily directly obvious in the financial sector, what are the new requirements for supervisors given these impacts? So maybe before talking about new requirements, we can think about, you know, what do we currently and what do we, should we continue? Um, I think what we see now is that stress testing is a really good instrument for supervisors. And this is an instrument that supervisors know and that has been used for, for decades. But we see now a new research in this field um, related to climate, to environmental issues. So new ways to use um, stress testing and integrate these kind of external risks uh, um, and to test the impact of these external risks for financial portfolios or for the economy. So that, this is something that we definitely should, should continue. It does, make any, does not make any sense to go away from this type of 
financial risk stress testing and just to do something, do everything, everything different uh, than we have done so far. Um, so we need to keep doing these things, but add new factors. Stress testing, for instance, could be done on a more long-term basis. So far, we do a lot of very short-term assessments. So stress testing could be conducted for more long-term. Um, as I said, it should be broadened by adding external effects. So like climate change or COVID or other, um, other effects that, that might happen depending on, on the country or the region where they are used or even on the industry that, are, that is financed by the financial industry. There could be health, other health crises as well. Um, so it looks like that there are some studies that really showed that the integration of these external risks into stress testing increases the validity, uh, so the quality of the stress testing. Of course, one big issue is where to get the information. So as a, as a supervisor, we are, the supervisors are used to get financial information from their usual resources, but I think there must be more collaboration with might be other government agencies that have data, statistical data on health, on climate, uh, on, on different industries. Um, so this is something um, probably super supervisors should figure out. Where can we get data? Where's the opportunity to collaborate with other, other institutions? It's not staying in, inside uh, the own silo all the time. Um, and so it needs then supervisors also need to have expertise in topics that are not directly related to financial risks so probably in the future supervisors have also have a have people working there or have experts in climate in health risks in in other types of in other types of risks that don't have a pure financial training and so probably need these people these experts inside inside the supervisors um, we need probably div to develop more forward-looking ways of supervision and of risk analysis. We can't, as I said, we cannot depend on, on past data. We need to work with scenarios probably um, to figure out what could be future, future states. Um, and so we need to develop these kind of new um, instruments that are, of course, not as than what we are used to have so far. So... Uh, it's not that easy to predict the to predict the future, of course, but we need some types of methods to to try at least. And um, of course, we need to include these environmental, social, governance, health factors into our risk assessments. So we cannot just say it's just an uh, something that appears from time to time that is not systemic. But I think we have to consider them in a really systemic way, and to be aware that these. Uh, that these risks are there and probably won't go away uh, very fast. So this is something that we have to add as well. Um, what makes it also complicated is that probably depending on the region, on the country, risks might be different. So supervisors should focus on the risks of their regions. So if you look on Canada, what we saw with the decline in the oil price, the recent decline, um, natural resources is a big factor in the Canadian economy, so um, we have so the supervisor has to address these these issues because there will be risk coming up. Um, if you look into the Caribbean on the on the small islands, 
um, extreme weather impacts are there because of climate change. So supervisors should address them. And probably if you look on different different countries and different regions, we have to the supervisors have to figure out what are the risks that are that are important in their uh, in their region. Um, an example is uh, what I know from from uh, from research um, that banks in Nigeria, for example, introduced um, environmental, social, and governance criteria and address sustainability issues, gender, financial inclusion, uh, and so on, because it's just important for 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 this for this country and uh, to to manage risks in the financial industry. They have to address these these risks. And they started assessing them on a on a voluntary basis, but now the central bank in Nigeria has adopted these industries and these indicators, and they use them uh, for supervision as well. So there we can see for different regions, for different countries, in different situations, we need to consider different factors uh, to uh, to supervise and to manage risks. Mm-hmm. So with all these different types of risks coming into and seeping into the impacts on financial uh, industry and financial sector, are there frameworks and guidelines that might be helpful for the financial industry as well as supervisors and regulators to address these impacts? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And there are um, systems coming up. It's, it's pretty recent. So, um, but what we see first, maybe we can mention uh, since 2015, we have the sustainable development goals um, that are global goals, United Nations goals. Um, they address major societal risk and opportunity. So they address environment, uh, gender issues, health, financial inclusions, hunger, um, economic uh, justice, and so on. So this is a helpful framework because also a financial supervisor they are a part of of uh, of those that uh, that work for sustainable development and that want, who want to guarantee sustainable development so sustainable development goals are something that should be probably on the on the list uh, for training or for some workshops that at any kind any any financial supervisors do as well if we go more into you know into the accounting um there are the so-called ZASPI indicators. That's the Sustainability Accounting Standard Board. Uh, so that's a U.S.-based uh, association organization. And um, they include sustainability criteria. And the nice thing here is they are listed by industry. So we can see, you know, what industries um, for which kind of uh, sustainability criteria are important for which industries. And so a supervisor could use these criteria to analyze whether whether industries uh, or whether whether different parts of banking portfolios whether they are prepared for these risks um, whether they use these these risks so um, some of the some indicators are employment health and safety or probably is important now during the covid crisis uh, crisis as well employee engagement diversity and inclusion so these are indicators that are used uh, in the in this this scheme and the nice thing here is that um, these indicators are grouped uh, to different industry with regard to the materiality meaning what is the impact on the financial performance and financial risks of the industry because not all indicators are similar important for for each industry 
Um, then another example is the task force uh, uh, for uh, climate-related uh, indicators. So they offer, so TCFD offers climate-related indicators as well, again, for different industries. So we need to know for which, in, which industries have what type of risks. And so we can use the indicators of the task force that is, has been built from the G20 um, that uh, can be, so these indicators can be used to supervise financial institutions as well. Um, so we supervisor can analyze whether the indicators are used by banks or lenders or insurance companies uh, if they do their risk assessment or they can use them to, to supervise the, uh, the financial institutions uh, themselves. So these are three of the, of the examples that could be used for supervisors to analyze risks uh, of the financial industry. Right. And I think you would agree that these are sort of ongoing, medium, long-term approaches and guidelines that supervisors can use in this sort of new norm going forward. So the question for you is, how will the role of the supervisors be different after the economy opens as the situation will likely develop fast and could be associated with risks? Yeah, that's a good question. And now currently we try to manage the risks that we see and we try to manage a downturn. But there are a lot of risk in fast upwards movement movements as well. And if we follow the news, what's going on in at least in industrious countries, there is a lot of support for for companies, but this this means there will be a lot of debt as well. This is not money that is just granted, so that has to be paid back. And this adds to the current debt anyway. So probably as, as a lender, you know the, the risk of a, of a of, of your borrower, of a, of a commercial client, but now during the crisis, the amount of debt could could be could have risen significantly. And after, if we see in some months, if we do an analysis again, there, there could be a totally different, totally different picture because of these these risks. Of course, it's government support, and it might not be as as risky as other types of loans, but still they are there and they have to be have to be uh, paid back. Um, and so um, they add to the debt and they might increase the risk of lenders. And this is important to know for supervisors, for supervisors as well. The same if you look, go on, on the household level. So uh, for, for in, the, in the mortgage, mortgage business, um, there might be, might as well, it might be that, uh, that people ha have less income, they lose a job or they have, have less work. Uh, and so this increases the risk. Uh, for them, they might not be able to pay back uh, pay back the mortgage. We see that as well with with credit card debt, where the first banks now started to to release uh, to release the interest rate on on the debt. So um, there might be a change as well that we see after the crisis. We have these uh, have higher risks than before, and just here we have to be careful about any type of interactions as well. So. Assume, and colleagues of mine work on that as well, assume after the crisis or shortly after the crisis, we have another risk. We see now, for example, in Canada, Fort McMurray, there is a flood. So if we have a combination of both, this can be disastrous, of course, from a financial perspective. So there is not much, you know, 
leeway anymore. So, you know, the, it's, it's just uh, that we can still handle it probably, but if there are some additional risks, then it can be, can be very dangerous. And so we have probably for supervisors, uh, one advice should, would be to work with extreme scenarios as well. What are the worst case scenarios that could happen? Um, um, after the after the crisis or during uh, during the crisis, also financial institution there's support for them as well. So they might increase the, the debt as well. So for supervisors, it's important to know what risk is uh, is related to an increase of debt in the insurance industry, in the uh, banking industry as well. We also expect, and there was a lot of that in the media, that the financial industries should support their clients during the crisis, you know, release interest rates, doing things like that. But the effect is that there's a risk for the financial industry as well. It's, it's obvious if they support, uh, if they support clients or if they support others, someone has to, has to pay for that. And, and so there, there might be, might be a risk as well. So I think there might be this, this high, this risk of very fast change in the economy. That is always a risk that supervisors have to manage. And then the combination of different types of risks that we will see uh, in the future. Um, another question is, what kind of industry do we want to grow in the, after the crisis or not? And there might be political decisions in certain directions. So there are currently discussions about uh, supporting green growth instead of supporting all types of growth. And I think there's a role for supervisors as well to to control these risks or to analyze this risk, to supervise this risk, and maybe even to contribute to decision-making in say, you know, based on the analysis they, they do to see whether these approaches uh, make sense from a, from a financial uh, point of view as well. And so again, we need more knowledge in, about these, these issues uh, in, in, in supervisory, uh, supervisory bodies. Um, so um, I think, yeah, a lot will change. A lot has already changed, um, but um, we probably we can manage this if we add some kind of new types of methods uh, in, into, super, into supervision. If we rely on, on the other hand, on, on things we already do, like stress testing, um, so it will be uh, it will be new and challenging for supervisors. But I think there are uh, there are ways for them to prepare for these. For these risks. Great, thank you. And as you talk about supervisors sort of broadening their skill set, their knowledge, uh, particularly about things that traditionally have not had a, a you know an impact on the financial sector, yet they have to worry about these things now. From that perspective, how how can capacity building efforts such as Toronto Centre's courses and activities, how can they contribute to these objectives? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. Uh, maybe I can talk about my experience, what, uh, how, how I work with, with Toronto Centre. So in the last year, we did a workshop in, in, in the Caribbean with the with the local supervisor there and uh, on climate risk. And we worked a lot with, with scenarios, for example. So we helped them to develop a scenario uh, for, for their region. So what could happen, uh, what could be impacts of climate change and how can we address these risks? So um, I think uh, one way is to introduce 
new methods uh, to, to supervisors and also to introduce these new topics. You need some kind of basic knowledge about certain topics such as climate change or health crisis. And I think that is important to do. And what I think is a strength also of Toronto Center is, is to address the real, the local needs. It does not make sense to discuss a lot of general topics and then nobody knows how to, how to um, address them in the, in the local, local scenario and the local environment. But what I think is really important to find out first, what is the risk, the current risk in the region, and then try and help, uh, help the supervisor uh, to deal with these risks, to develop new methods, and to be aware of these risks, to, um, uh, to develop internal champions as well uh, that, uh, that, um, uh, that address these risks. And I think these are, is, these are really helpful uh, helpful ways or helpful offers of, of Toronto Center for supervisors to uh, to help them to prepare for these kind of uh, new type new type of risks. Well, thank you. Um, you've been highlighting some of the risks, the methodologies that we could use, uh, some capacity building efforts we could take. Um, just to wrap up, any sort of final thoughts on the topic? I think what we see is is how things connect that we knew need the kind of more systemic view. I think really the, we, the times are over that we can only focus on one topic and you know, on one issue. And we see that, you know, in, in other institutions as well. If you look on, let's say, the World Economic Forum, if you go back some years, it was just purely on business. And, and now it's it's a lot of external effects on on businesses. What is climate? And and interestingly, they were one of the institutions that always said that a pandemic event like now would happen and be a big risk uh, for for the economy and of course then for the financial industry as well. I think this is is an important thing that we cannot stay in our silos anymore and just focus on what we ever ever did. And but we have to broaden uh, broaden approaches. Um, I think this is, is, is one of the learning. And we also have to rethink whether we use the right risk indicators. You know, all risk indicators are based on past knowledge, of course, because we know something happened. And so, okay, we have to supervise this. But um, what we now, what we see in these crises, we have to continuously adapt to, to the to new situations and uh, and to develop new methods, new indicators, new approaches uh, for supervision of the of the financial industry. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. All of this session was very insightful, especially uh, you sharing your uh, examples from different regions, different countries. Um, it they clearly highlight the importance of broadening our financial supervisory tools to incorporate risks outside the financial sector, such as COVID-19, climate change, and other events, as they have material impact on the economy and the financial industry. So thank you very much for your time. We've been listening to a Toronto Centre podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.